0: Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture.
1: Hear this loud and clear, in fact modern day liberal theologians hear this loud and clear. Those of you who are embracing replacement theology, let me say this to that heresy. If God does not fulfill every promise he has made to the nation of Israel, then we Christians have no promises at all.
0: You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to Listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs.
1: Jesus said regarding all things, remember in John 14:1, let not your heart be troubled. So when you're hearing this message, you should get excited. So I don't know if you get excited. Look, with what's coming, you can either get run over by it, or you can understand that God has spoken to you about these things, and you can get excited about it. Because, by the way, it's a big difference It's a big difference on how you understand or how you view Bible prophecy with this beautiful caveat built into it. It's a verse I think I've been using almost every week during this series. Luke 21, 36, Jesus says to us, be always on the watch, pray that you may escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man, that is at His coming, His appearing. So church, listen, I'm going to ask you to write these down. I'm going to give you a string of verses, and we're going to get into our point. So, you ready? I need to know. Can you say, say, repeat after me, I am ready. I am ready. Number one, Titus 2.13. This is all preparatory, Titus 2.13. Looking for the blessed hope. Every believer within the hearing of my voice, you are to be looking, scanning, observing the horizon for what? The blessed hope. Let's see what it is. And the glorious appearing. I'll argue with you today that it is not the coming of Christ, but the appearing of Christ. Big difference. The appearing of our great God and Savior. It's one and the same. He's one and the same, I should say. Who is it? Jesus Christ. This verse keeps cult members up late at night because it screams about the fact that the Christians to be watching constantly for his coming which means there's no warning, per se, exactly. And then secondly, that he is the great God and Savior because the Bible teaches there is no second or third. No wonder why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. Why? Because he is our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the great, great verse that you ought to have over you. Number two, listen to this. This is very, very much fun. I'm going to give you five references, each one from the five chapters of the book of Thessalonians. When Paul preached in Thessalonica, by the way, on one of those maps, I I could have showed you where that is. Here's the thing, though. When Paul came preaching the gospel, he came into the region of Thessalonica, and scholars all agree that he was there somewhere between three to four weeks. That's it. He preached, there were no Christians, he preached, pagans began to accept Christ, he set up a church, and he moved on. And three to four weeks later, or some time later, he writes them a letter, I should say, I think it was actually close to about a year. He writes a letter back to them because he heard that they were panicking, that they had somehow missed the last day's events. Notice this with me, and I'm going to make it pretty, what's the word, demonstrative. I will really let you know. Notice this. Mark it down. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. Wait for his Son from heaven. You are to be waiting. Whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. You see the word wrath? You ought to circle that. And you ought to say, this is not talking about hell. This word has nothing to do with hell. This word has everything to do with God's wrath that's going to be poured out upon the earth for a Christ-rejecting age or world. You need to know that. It changes everything if you understand that. They were panicking and they were afraid and they thought they missed his appearing and that they were going to be going through the wrath and the judgment of God. And Paul tells them, nope. Or in Hebrew, it's lo. Lo. I like that. Lo. Yes, is Ken. Ken, no, no. Paul, didn't we miss it? No. No, you didn't miss it. Keep looking, keep watching. First Thessalonians 2.19, chapter 2, verse 19. For what is our hope, says Paul, or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming or at his appearing? Chapter 3, verse 13. He says, so that he may establish your hearts blameless and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. How many of you know someone who died believing in Jesus? Raise your hand. They died believing in Jesus. They're coming back with him. That's the reference with all his saints. That's why you'll see in a moment, watch how this builds. It's going to explain... What that means. What do you mean he's coming with all his saints? I thought you'd ask. Chapter 4, verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant or uninformed, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring, hello, with him those who sleep or died in Jesus. By the way, please remember, sleep is referring to their bodies, not their souls. There is no such thing in the Bible as soul sleep. That's a cultic view, and it's unbiblical. Verse 15, for this we say by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. Watch what happens, and this will prove the argument. What appears to be asleep? He's going to tell us. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God. And here you go. The dead in Christ will rise first. Their bodies will pop up out of the grave. Pop up. (laughs) Have you ever seen a... Have you ever ever bought a... I mean, you don't buy these things very often, but when you do, it's kind of cool. When you buy a new toaster... (laughs) When do you buy a new toaster, but like twice in a lifetime... One of the great attributes about a toaster is that when you put the toast in and you toast it for the first time, you better be ready. When that thing's done, that toast comes flying out of there. You can even grab it in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. That toast comes shooting out of that toaster. According to the Bible, listen, God is going to shout the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God, and boom, like a toaster. Forest lawn, think about it, rose hills. Wow, look at that. There's going to be all these pop-tarts coming up. Amazing. The Bible tells us, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, the word rapture, together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words. That should be a great comfort. Listen, let's be honest if you're a Christian but you're, you're sleeping with bubbles or rocky and God has been saying to you, you ought not to be doing this or you're getting, you know, dabbling back into the old world of drugs but now you believe in Christ and Jesus is saying, come on get out of that, we don't do that anymore or you're snooping around and looking in places you ought not to be looking and the Holy Spirit says you belong to me now, stop it you know what? Listen, What's, what ought to be very comforting is when we say, Jesus could come back today. You always see the Christian who's not walking right with God. They go like this when you say, oh, man, I hope the Lord comes back today. And they go, yeah, okay, right on. <laughs> really? They're a little nervous about it. Hey, man, the Lord can come back today. The only time I see hesitation with that is at a wedding. Before I walk out here with the, with the groom-to-be, I said, man. It'd be great the Lord came back? We're halfway down the aisle. The Lord comes back. And he goes, oh, uh, no. How about one more day? It's great. It's always, it's always fantastic. But the person that is, the Christian not walking with God doesn't like to hear about this. But it's exactly what you need to hear. He could come back at any time. He wants you to love that hope also. And look, if you're not a Christian, you should just panic right now right where you're at. I mean, we've got defibrillators and nurses and doctors all over this place. You ought to have a heart attack. You ought to just have a heart attack right now. Because if you knew that you're one breath away from eternity called hell, you'd shut me up. You'd get up here. You'd get on your knee. You'd say, get out of my way. Stop talking, pastor. I need to get saved now before something happens. Think about that. It's exactly... And then 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. Five chapters... Five exhortations about His imminent coming. For God did not appoint us to wrath, that is the wrath of Almighty God, His vengeance that's coming upon the earth, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's great news. And so in our current global situation, church, we see an awakening taking place. An awakening. I don't mean just spiritually. In all kinds of ways. This is how we know we're living in amazing days. When I say awakening... Bear with me when I say Iran. Persia is awakening. China is awakening. North Korea at this hour is awakening. Russia is awakening. For the last four years, these players have been contained by large degree. You need to know that. So number one, we look at this. In light of all that's going on, and we're seeing saber-rattling, we're seeing an awakening all of a sudden of nations. Listen, right now as I speak to you, what is today's date? The 24th. Mark your calendar. Look at Jane's Defense Weekly. Go to those websites. Go to some of these websites. uh, Go to the website Proceedings by the U.S. Navy. Go to some of these websites and read some of the things that are going on. And you look around at the world, and all of a sudden, in the last seven days, there's been a bizarre global shift in the players I just mentioned to you a moment ago. They're all back. Like a lion tamer puts a lion back in its corner. They were like this. They weren't happy. They weren't going, oh, goody, look at America's economy. It's fantastic. Oh, look at all the people going to church. Isn't that great? They didn't do that. They were like this. And they were held in place. And then all of a sudden, things have been shaken. I'm talking about the hand of God. I'm not talking politics here. There's a reason for this. Number one, I want you to mark this down. What we know for sure is all eyes are on God. See, so that's a huge statement. All eyes are not on God. This is what I mean by this. People are awakening and they're asking questions about God and the end of the world and what's up next. They're atheists asking the question. People are jarred. In a recent poll, some 70% of Americans thought that we'd be at war within a year with Iran, Persia. Persia. Not because we want to, but because of what they're doing. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 21 says, Who has declared this from ancient time, and who has told it from that time? Have I not I the Lord, that there is no other God beside me, a just God and a Savior? There is none besides me. Notice what he's saying. This is the result of that reality, that truth. Verse 22. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. In the midst of all the shaking that is now beginning to formulate. And the posturing. It's God's will right now. That the world wake up to these things and understand. God's in control. He knows exactly what's going on. It's been said that recent events both in our nation. And the world have revealed to us. That we are all living an unprecedented time. That these times Just might be with us for a while. Nobody wants to hear that. But they're starting to make comments. They're starting to say things. And I've got news articles that I may or may not get to this week, but certainly by next week. People are beginning to question everything. And so we should. People are unsettled. People are looking for answers. And that's what I mean by all eyes are upon God. The book of Haggai, chapter 2, verse 6 and 7 says, Haggai 2.6, this is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea, and the dry land. Listen, he's not not poetically speaking here. This is not God writing a, a play. He means it. I will shake all nations. And what is desired by all nations will come. That's the hope of the gospel. I will fill this house, speaking of his temple with glory says the Lord Almighty God knows what's going on in the nation's church he knows what's going on and there's a healthy and a much-needed I'm gonna get mail for this there's a healthy and much-needed division taking place in what is called church it needs to happen people groups religions this is necessary it's increasing every week we need to remember something that in Hebrews 12:28 Hebrews 12:28 the bible says therefore since we've received a kingdom which cannot be shaken isn't that great uh, let me interrupt myself right here right now the world is shaking some people are shaking god says wait wait come to me let me hold you let me hold you you, you don't you don't need to shake your mind don't sh- stop shaking our little dog, she never shakes. But for some reason, last night, you know how little dogs usually shake? She doesn't. Well, she was shaking. It's too cold for her. So, you know what? The moment we picked her up and held her, about a, it had to be you know, a minute that she stopped shaking. She looked scared, but she was cold. There are people that are shaking today. They're Christians. They love the Lord. But doubt and fear has gotten into them, and they're shaking. And God is saying, come here, come here, come here, come here. It's funny because he's saying, come here. <laughs> and so you need to let him pick you up. And he says, listen, I'm going to take care of you because my kingdom will never shake. But he goes on in the passage of that verse in Hebrews. He goes on and he says this. Therefore, since we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Oh my goodness, godly fear is an awesome thing. Godly fear is godly awe. It means awe. Beautiful. For our God is a consuming fire. It's the will of God that you come to the saving, loving, and forgiving knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. This is the will of God. All eyes on God. People are beginning to look. And so they should. Very important. I think we have a slide under this point. Is it number four, you guys? Is that what we're looking at? New York Times. May 15th. 1948. All eyes on God. People say, well, I don't know about all eyes on God. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. We've mentioned this before. We need to mention it again. Headlines. Saturday, May 15th, because Saturday, May 15th, follows Friday, May 14th. (laughs) May 14th was the day that Bible prophecy was fulfilled. And the New York Times says, Zionists proclaim new state of Israel. Truman recognizes it and hopes for peace. Tel Aviv is bombed. Egypt orders an invasion. (laughs) Did you know that Israel was attacked one day after they were born? They had no army. But they won. How does that happen? God has done this. Absolutely amazing. You say, how does that play into anything? It plays into everything. Hear this loud and clear. In fact, modern day liberal theologians hear this loud and clear. Those of you who are embracing replacement theology, let me say this to that heresy. If God does not fulfill every promise he has made to the nation of Israel then we Christians have no promises at all. He said his covenant with Israel was everlasting. He said, I will bring you back from the ends of the earth and place you in your own land once I begin to move. You saw the headline evidence of a fact people look at it well that's a nice headline are you kidding me that's bible prophecy fulfilled we'll study it later isaiah 66 but that's a fact you know what's awesome about that headline news you can look at the new york times on saturday may 15th 1948 and say isn't god good and "Mm -mm, my bible's true because if god doesn't keep his promises to israel you ain't got nothing How in the world would you expect to go to heaven? Well, Jesus promised me. You don't have any promises. Because if the Father can't keep them to Israel, then what responsibility does Jesus have to keep his promises to you? Thank God he keeps his promises to Israel and he shall keep them. Remember, we've been grafted in to what the Bible says is the commonwealth of Israel. We're gonna go to heaven because the gospel came to Israel first. We need to remember that.
0: This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Real life and-
1: Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
0: Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com.